You are now listening to The Perfect Prana with Kaya Ann. What's poppin'? What's good? You're listening to The Perfect Prana Show. I am Kaya Ann, a yoga enthusiast, a student at Columbia College studying radio and voiceover, and... Gosh, am I forgetting how to introduce myself? I don't know. I'm a human, okay? That's who I am, and I love to talk about yoga. That's why I started this show, The Perfect Prana Show, Prana translating to breath in Sanskrit as the breath of life. It has a few translations, but as usual, we have yoga news, yoga hills, weekly wellness challenges, all the good stuff. (laughs) And I am excited for this guest this week. It took me forever to get with her just because it'd be like that sometimes. But first, before we get into all of that, let's center ourselves. So if you're sitting on your couch, maybe you are at a cafe listening with your earphones on. You better be listening with your earphones on if you're at a cafe or like on the train or the bus. Don't be that person just playing it out loud (laughs) if you are that person bless your soul whether you are in the car whether you're laying in bed wherever you are it does not matter let's find our center so go ahead and sit up nice and tall or if you are laying down lay long (laughs) whatever is in your practice or if you are standing up just stand up nice and tall Plant your feet into the ground. Create a nice line of energy all the way from your tailbone to your crown. Good. Roll your shoulders up and back. Create some distance from your shoulders and your ears. Just relaxing your shoulders like, huh? Your neck is long. Relax your jaw. Unfurl your eyebrows. Take a deep inhale through your nose. Hold at the top and exhale through the nose. And hold at the bottom. Take a deep inhale through your nose and let your belly fill up like a balloon. And as you exhale, let your belly deflate, pulling your belly button toward your spine. I am centered. Yoga news. What is the yoga news? Look, I pulled it up. Miley Cyrus does yoga on paddleboard while enjoying Magic Island in black and white photos on Instagram. Cool. Miley Cyrus does yoga. Actually, a lot of celebrities do yoga. I did did not really read too much into it but what was crazy to me was that she was doing this on a paddleboard <laughs> I was like that is insane amazing I guess if you wanted to see those photos then they're all over the internet I, I guess she actually posted a video of her practicing yoga on Instagram on the paddleboard so this is why it was all over the news wow cool celebrities practicing yoga I just don't even care (laughs) 
But seriously, good for her. Seemed like she was going through stuff at one point in life. We all remember that point in life, though. We all remember that point in life. And look, I'm not gonna lie. I was kind of here for that phase of Miley Cyrus. <laughs> yeah, so when I was looking into the yoga headlines, what was coming up was all about Miley Cyrus practicing yoga on the paddleboard, which kudos to her. That was amazing. And then also this whole uh, yoga teacher killer case where the yoga teacher unalived that one girl, the cyclist, because she was jealous or whatever, the whole love triangle. That was a hot mess. I talked about that a few episodes ago. I don't feel like talking about that anymore, though. And since I don't really feel like talking about the yoga teacher killer girl, because it's like, ugh, that is negative, and that's not my vibe. It's National Stress Awareness Day, which is the first day of November. Oh my gosh, we're really starting a new month. Oh my gosh. It's crazy yeah it's the first of the month wake up wake up wait anyway <laughs> no seriously it is the first of the month and the first of november is stress awareness day we all know that stress is very harmful or can be very harmful i mean it has its purpose but too much of it is definitely not a good thing that yoga can help you manage your stress I did a mental health episode kind of when it was like mental health awareness day or I don't know what day it was but I did that episode and I talked a lot about yoga postures for certain mental healths and the relationship to chakras and the energy moving through our body and all that great stuff. And then also the last episode, I spoke about pranayamas uh, for lung health because it was like lung health awareness day last week or something like that. And I spoke about pranayamas all that stuff still applies to stress so I don't know it's like I'm not gonna go too deep into that right now it is also world vegan day this is actually a day I didn't know that that was a thing there's a lot of types of vegans I guess and I'm not one of them (laughs) everybody thinks that yoga like anybody that's into yoga or like into their health they always assume oh so you're vegan and that's weird i do eat a lot of fruits and veggies and but i'm not vegan if that makes anybody stop listening to my show then good get out we didn't need you here no i'm joking but seriously that sometimes I feel like oh my gosh weird when I have to tell people that because there is such a sense of a bit of a superiority complex that comes with oh so I'm vegan and I do yoga and I'm like there are I know people like that and I'm just not one of those people I practice yoga and I enjoy meat sometimes like lamb and I like eggs 
and I like cheese and I drink half and half in my coffee like almost every day so yeah that that is the yoga news anyways on to my personal journey I taught at a new studio this weekend one that a few of my yoga view friends teach at called centered studios taught there this weekend just uh about an hour and 15 minutes it was two people in my class which was totally fine but they really they were really welcoming and it seems like they really wanted me to pick up more classes there because they're looking for yoga teachers they're a very small cute studio there was a posture that i was talking about my last on my last episode i believe the name of it was skandasana half squat but with a side bend added and i saw it on instagram and i taught this in that class and it was accessible for them i taught this in this class and one of the people that was in the class she was like oh my gosh that felt amazing and i was like oh my gosh i know right (laughs) i can't be the only person that like just did this and was like whoa i didn't know i needed to do this like I, i was so glad that we could have that moment of like You felt what I felt too, because that felt amazing. I subbed for a class at another LA Fitness location downtown last night, actually. And it was was pretty good. I had about six students. Unfortunately, one of them left, which happens every now and again. I can't be everything for everybody. Either way, it was still a pretty good class. Everybody was really friendly. Maybe I'll pick up that Tuesday night class. I'm not sure yet but I'll see about it, I'll think about it. Only issues I had was it was the lighting. I hated the lighting in there. They couldn't really change the lighting. And then their speakers sounded horrible, which was making me cringe so hard because it's like, I want everything to be like, I'm like trying to create a vibe for people when I am teaching a class. I want it to be a very nice vibe. And I felt like, oh my God, the speaker is really like messing with my vibe. And if it were just me practicing and like one other person or something, or I would just be like, I'll go without the music because it was just making me cringe so bad. But I'm like, if they said that the speaker normally sounded like that, they were used to it and it got better at times. They all said that they enjoyed the class. I actually called off this morning. It's Wednesday and I teach 9.45 and I called off unfortunately and didn't go in. (laughs) Yikes, my bad to all my Wednesday people, but I was not feeling it this morning. I was going through things last night. It was hard to get to sleep, whatever, however I justify calling off. I'm not gonna do that next week, of course. I felt bad, but I had to prioritize myself this morning. I was not in the space to be rushing out, going to teach my class, and I was like, I just need a moment, I need to decompress. The yoga news might not, it might be lacking this week, (laughs) but it's okay. There's nothing new under the sun. 
Yoga Hills. This week, I am bringing on Spencer Gaines, who began her yoga practice in 2017 and became a certified yoga instructor in 2020. Her mission is to help facilitate a peace of mind and overall wellness in the urban community. Well, she's a middle school art teacher and a cheer coach. First, I wanted to ask you... When did you start practicing yoga and why do you still practice yoga today? So I didn't start until I was, I want to say like 27 and I'm 31 now. So about four years ago, the very first time I did yoga, I was in college though. And I did it one time and I I heard, you know, yoga meditation can help because I'm somebody that, you know, deals with anxiety and I worry a lot. I tried it one time in college and I was like, okay, this is cool. I think I did it on YouTube in my dorm room and I never did it again until I went with a friend on a Groupon. And so I went with this friend on a Groupon um, to one of the local gyms downtown. And it was so random. But when I went and during that time, I was at a really low point in my life. I was really depressed. I hated my job, my life. Just things wasn't going right for me, I felt. And so when I went into this class that I found on Groupon, it was like the first thing in so long that I felt peace and I could actually feel feel my body and I could feel myself. Sometimes I've was I've felt yoga helped me connect back to myself because for the longest I felt so disconnected from who I was. And I just felt like I was just going through the motions. After that I found um a a gym, my local gym club fitness. I, Cause I was like, I have to do this. So I used all the classes I could on the Groupon, but it was really expensive to go to that studio. And so I went to my local gym club fitness and I found some classes there and I loved it. And then I eventually actually found the collective, which is a yoga studio in St. Louis for, it's for everybody, but it's owned by black and brown uh, yoga instructors. And it's for the community, it's for the culture. And it was donation based. So that was, some a way I could practice yoga and it was affordable because unfortunately a lot of the yoga studios they're expensive and the yoga instructors didn't look like me I don't want to say it was hard for me to relate because my first my first experience was with someone who did not look like me but when I found the collective, I really did feel like I found a home where I could really hone in my skills. And so I still practice yoga today for the same reasons. So I can reconnect with myself because I realized and yoga has taught me that I'm never going to be perfect and I don't have to be. So it teaches me to learn to accept myself wherever I'm at in that point in my life um, and to let go. What was the most surprising thing to you about your practice? That yoga is more than just postures. It's about the breath. It's about the meditation. It's about the practicing cleanliness, getting closer to a higher power. So in when I discovered yoga means to yoke in Sanskrit, to unify, it made sense to me to click because it's not just the body. It is the mind as well. It is the soul and it's connecting it all together. And what I got out of it more was being able to be flexible. It's like I'm always coming to that realization like, okay, mm-hmm. it's not about that constantly detaching, getting attached again, then being like, oh, wait, <laughs> I was messing up. I was in the right. wrong mindset and realizing, man, I have to be softer, kinder with myself. So, yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I, I realized that I can be a person that leads with a lot of ego. And so learning to realize it's not and it's a practice, too, because I'm also I can be competitive. I want to 
I, you know, I still work on that, but I want to be the best at whatever I do. And yoga taught me that it's not about whoever's over here. I'm only focused on what's on my mat. It doesn't have to. And that's why I try to teach anybody that comes to my classes. Your yoga is your practice. It doesn't have to look like anybody else's. I guess, where do you teach it? Do you teach with the collective or? Um, So I currently teach at Ace Factory Fitness. And that is in Chesterfield on Saturdays. And my class is at 9.30 now. Yeah. So for, oh yeah, it's Uh, early. (laughs) It was really cool because I got certified at the end of December, 2019. And so the pandemic happened like two years, two months later in 2020. And so when I was trying to get into studios, I, I started off at the collective. I did some events there and then, you know, everything shut down. And it was a really odd time. So I didn't know, you know, I thought, man, this really sucks. So I started actually doing yoga at Forest Park and I gained a really big following there. And so I did that at Forest Park for two summers during the summer. And I also would do Zoom yoga. And so a lot of people would come out to my Zoom yoga classes. And it was it was a really unique time because everybody was doing things on zoom and online and I had my zoom yoga community and it was and that was really like one of my first teaching experiences but I feel I'm so grateful that I got to do yoga during that time and offer it to people when they were afraid to leave their home or just afraid to go inside of a studio. We were doing at Forest Park in the fresh air. Nobody really knew what COVID was, but we just had, you know, our time on the mat where we could find our peace. I tried to follow the same business model as the collective as far as donation base, because I really want yoga to be accessible because when I first learned it, it was not at all accessible for me. Some yoga yoga studios, they can cost, you know, anywhere from $20 a class, or if you get a package deal, it could be $70 for so many classes. Um, and that just wasn't doable for me. So, and I understand a lot of people in my position um, and a lot of black and brown people don't have the access or feel like they're welcome. So that was one of my biggest motivations to offer that. It's just interesting to be around your own and to see your own doing something really positive and it's empowering because a lot of times when I do see visuals of my own people, it's not empowering, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. unfortunately the case. Mm -hmm. I was taught under Stacey Berry. She came to the collective to teach us. And I remember one of the first things that she said, if you ever just like Google yoga postures or yoga poses, very well, uh, seldom do you see a black or brown bodies. And so that was something that I was just like, huh, you know, and westernized civilization kind of has taken over, you know, what yoga is and kind of warped it into what we kind of think it is. And so that was another discovery for me when I started my teacher training was that it's not just this one way and it doesn't have to look just like this, you know, and it doesn't have to be taught by this one person. So yeah, I don't think nothing is really new under the sun. And yoga just kind of, again, it's that humbling, it's that removing my ego out of it and realizing that this is something that was beyond me, was before me. Um, And it's not, again, just, white people that entered, even though that's how I came to it originally, that's not, you know, who created it. Um, And as a black and brown person, I think that's, that's empowering, at least to know. Yeah, definitely. It's so cool that you are, you're an art teacher. What grade do you teach? I'm a middle school art teacher. So I teach seventh and eighth graders. 
And so I've been teaching art. This is my ninth year. Has your yoga practice changed the way that you teach? Most definitely. I would say 100%. I, I think I was, I mentioned around the time when I started yoga, I was ready to quit my job. I was ready to just find a whole new career. I loved, I wasn't satisfied with what I was doing, but I, I know my calling, but I just feel like I wasn't getting it here. Um, but when I found yoga, there was a lot of things that I was looking for on the outside that I found within myself. And I, that's when I found a lot more peace within my job and I started having fun again at my job and I started enjoying it. And so there's still a lot of stress as a teacher, but being able to have my own personal practice just for myself is important. And then I've also been able to introduce it to my students. So a few years ago, I started a yoga club at my school and I got mats donated. So my classroom has a set of 20 mats. And so we do yoga club for after school. And then this year, I actually changed the name of my class. And it's no longer visual art. I called it mindful art. And so on Tuesdays and Thursdays, we do some form of mindfulness for the first 10 to 15 minutes of class. So I've introduced them to several different meditations. We go through a lot of, we do sun salutations a lot, but we are getting on the mat now. And we do a lot of creative things too. So I also talk, I talk to them a lot about mindfulness and how to be creative as well. And so just incorporating that art piece with the mindfulness and letting them know it's not always about the end product. You know, it's not about just like yoga, it's there's never a final or a finish line. We're always continually learning ourselves. And that's what, when we do mindfulness on Tuesdays and Thursdays in my class, that's the biggest thing I want them to get about. This is self-discovery. Um, this is learning who we are, learning our boundaries, learning our values, learning, you know, what drives us. And again, I, I try to teach them postures as well as that. And they, they have fun with it. This space in my classroom has become just a really safe space for my students. What happens on these halls, you know, the fights, the rah-rah, we never do that in my classroom. This is a space where they can breathe, where they can let the pressure off. Because even with the, you know, their projects, I have three rules, A-R-T, accountability, respect, and try. So if we give our effort. Yours may not look like mine, just like on the mat. Your posture may not look like my posture. But if you give your best, you follow the instructions and you develop the skills, you know, you will get the grade. So um, I try to have that approach, you know, with yoga as well. Seriously, I have a special place in my heart for black teachers, seriously, <laughs> and beyond yoga teachers, but even in schools. Where can we find you at if somebody wants to take your class or... Yeah, so if you want to find me on Instagram, it's Miss Spence. So that's M S S P E N S. And currently I am teaching at Ace Factory, Ace Fitness Factory in Chesterfield. Before we go, since this is the perfect prana and you are a yoga instructor, I always ask my guests to cue us through a quick pranayama or quick mm -hmm. breath of their mm -hmm. choice. Yes. One of my favorite, I do this with my students, is box breathing. So I can definitely guide us through that. Is that cool with you? All right. All right. So we're going to get in our yoga seat. So I'll encourage you to have your feet flat on the ground, your shoulders stacked over your hips, and maybe your hands in your lap. We're just resting as we close our eyes and just take a moment to check in with ourselves. Noticing how the breath feels. 
that enters the nose, maybe slowly out the mouth. And I'm going to be guiding us through box breathing. It's a four count inhale. And so hold for four counts. And it's an exhale for four. And then it's a hold. And so I will guide you through this. And if you fall out of rhythm, no pressure. Just hear my voice and hop back in. We'll inhale one, two, three, four. Hold two, three, four. Exhale two, three, four. Hold two, three, four. Inhale two, three, four. Hold two, three, four. Exhale two, three, four. Hold two. Three, four, last time. Inhale, two, three, four. Hold, two, three, four. Exhale, two, three, four. Hold, two, three, four. And just allow your breath to return to its breath, its natural rhythm. Noticing how you feel when you're ready. Can gently open your eyes and return back to this space. Namaste. <laughs> Weekly wellness challenge. Last week, the challenge was five deep breaths before eating. Every time you eat, five deep inhales through the nose, out the nose, or whatever pranayama of your choice and of course there was fluidity with it i'm like you could do it with whatever habit you want just breathe first that that, like that's the main thing like let's bring some mindfulness to eating and whatever other habit that you're like oh i want to bring mindfulness to this so that was the challenge last week did i do it did i succeed yes but what i didn't do is make any content for it and i'm actually going to cook myself a nice little dinner when i get home and it won't be vegan i'm sorry (laughs) even though it's world vegan day (laughs) i'm gonna cook myself a nice little dinner and actually what i will do is i will post what i'm eating that's gonna be good yeah get into it anyways this week's weekly challenge and i thought about doing this last week but why not do it this week this week's weekly challenge will be to give an impactful affirmation to someone every day seven days and you know what there can be some fluidity with this you can give it to the same person every day or you could choose a different person every day. However you choose to go about it, as long as you're giving an impactful affirmation to somebody within your social network or even that you just randomly met, I don't know. Just giving them, whoever you cross paths with, giving an impactful affirmation every day to someone outside of yourself. One week I did it yourself so giving an impactful affirmation to yourself but this week I'm choosing to let's go outward and spread the love outward I mean it's hard to impact people you know what I'm saying 
people are going to do what they want to do when they want to do it, however they need to do it. Just giving them a compliment, something that's meaningful. And really highlighting the good in them. And saying, hey, I recognize this in you and that's beautiful or I love this or this is so important. You know what I'm saying? Just give that to somebody else. Show them, look at the people around you and see the good in them or whoever you cross paths with and choose to see the good and the light in them and give them some type of affirmation compliment validation about what they're what they're doing who they are or whatever definitely let's spread love this week okay okay (laughs) and i am going to make sure to do that i'm not sure how i'm gonna do it is it gonna be the same person i might do multiple people a day like every time i wake up let me text a few people Let me tell them about themselves and how great they are. (laughs) Since I am ending out this episode, my quote of the week, and (laughs) it comes from me, actually. I was going back into some of my old journaling times and actually some of the paragraphs that I wrote and posted on social media and all this stuff. And I said this and I was like, okay, Kaya, you were kind of in your bag when you said this. And I said that it is up to us to get what we deserve, period. (laughs) I didn't say the period part, but I did say it's up to us to get what we deserve. And I still wholeheartedly believe that, that we are powerful. We can get the things that we want, need, and deserve but it's up to us to make it happen if you ever forgot or you didn't know I am letting you know right now that you are powerful you can affect change in your life in other people's lives and in the world we are creators that is the show thank you so much for tuning in to the perfect prana show which airs on wcrx every saturday at 10 a.m sunday at 9 a.m where you can also find it on apple podcast and spotify and you can find me on instagram at consistently kaya consistently spelled with a k Kaya spelled K-Y-A-H. May the light and darkness within me bow to the light and darkness within you. Namaste.